Welcome to the Warrior Goddess Revolution, a podcast dedicated to helping you get free, free of shame, free of fear, free of limitations, and free to become the woman you are meant to be. Let the inner revolution begin. Here's your host, Heather Ash Amara. Welcome back, everyone, to Warrior Goddess Revolution and... Every day, I'm so excited to get to introduce the next guest. And today, I feel just my heart is blasted open, as always, every time I connect with Marie, Dr. Marie Mimboni. And so I'm going to have her share a little bit about herself. But I want to share where we met. We met originally at the Gathering the Shamans, I think maybe four or five years ago, uh, at Sedona. And I remember just the first conversation we had the amount of joy and this love and connection that I felt with you was so visceral and I still feel that every time that we get to interact with each other we don't get to see each other interact with each other very much but whenever I do I'm like (laughs) so can you share a little bit about yourself sweetheart so our listeners know and then we'll jump into our conversation So I am really a a being that's here to serve. And the way I do that, I started my career as a medical doctor, an anesthesiologist, and I'm a spiritual coach, transformational leaders, and facilitator of sacred ceremonies. And my passion is helping Uh, women, entrepreneurs, business owners, creatives reach their highest level of holistic success, alignment and joy, and really embodying their divine feminine selves. So some people would say global feminine leadership expert. And I'm an author, I'm a speaker, But what I'm really passionate about is making the world a better place, you know, um, where I am with other like-minded people like you. And um, yeah, that's, that's about me. I love it. Yeah. And the, the transformation of going from professional doctor you know, we've had this conversation where you've always brought your spiritual self to everything that you've done. And I think that's really important for us as women to understand that part of the, for me, part of this idea of a revolution is that we show up wherever we are with our full heart. Mm. Yes, exactly. We our best selves to everything. I agree. You know, when I, um, you know, I didn't, it wasn't always like that for me because I really was in the the social constructs, the beliefs, the hard guidelines. This is how you're supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to show up, especially if you're in a profession that's, you know, dominated by men. And for a long time, I was suppressing my uh, spiritual self because I had this belief that, you know, people would think I'm woo-woo or not serious or not trustworthy. I mean, that's 
you know, when I think back on those days, I, I'm so grateful that I'm here today. That's the word I'm going to use. And so when I started, you know, my healing journey, my awakening, one of the profound things I realized is that I don't have to go somewhere else to be. I don't have to go somewhere else to bring the change I want to see. I can do it right here, right now. Because um, talking Paul at the time, it was like, yes, I want to do charity. I want to go to um, some part of the world. I don't want to you know, be irreverent and call any country's name. I have to go to this part of the world to build houses for the needy. And it's like, well, what about in your workplace? What houses are you building there? So you don't have to go. So that's the first thing I realized. And when I realized that, I gave myself permission to be fully me, meaning really embodying my spiritual self. And, and you know, you, you're probably going to smile, but when I started doing that, I realized that people already felt it. They didn't really know what it is, but they felt that, you know, there was something about me. And I started noticing that when, you know, somebody would have a problem or, you know, being anxious before surgery and people would say, oh, call Dr. Mbuni. She's the verbal Xanax. That's what they called me, <laughs> the verbal Xanax. And then when I saw that, I was like, wow, okay, they can feel something. And also all the nurses always wanted to have my patients after surgery. But I thought it was the same with every anesthesiologist until one day I was coming out of surgery and there was another anesthesiologist with me. We were pushing, you know, the beds with, you know, all the stuff. And the nurses were like, I'll take, you know, everybody came flocking towards me to get my patient. And so I came back to the nurses and asked them, why do you always want to, you know, take care of my patients? And they said, your patients don't have a lot of pain. They wake up calm. They're polite. They don't get angry. And so it's always easy to take care of your patients. And that gave me even more courage to, I call it, come out as spiritual. <laughs> and, and so I, I started, you know, offering my patients mini journeys or meditation when, you know, putting them under instead of, you know, counting from 10 to 1. Um, and I would ask, you know, would you like a meditation? Would you like me to guide you? And everybody was like, yes, 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 yes. Nobody said no. And after that, you know, I started bringing crystals in my operating room, essential oils, really creating a sacred space where I did my work and with people around me. And so when I noticed that, 
um, it was like, wow, I, I can finally be me. And surgeons, whenever they had a big operation or something that was complicated, they would always call for me. They would be like, I want you in my room. I don't know what you're doing, but I want you there. And, and so I'm sharing this so that everybody can know that it is okay to be you where you are. It is okay to bring your gifts, your sacredness where you are without imposing. This is not about telling people you should do this. But when you become you, other people also have permission to become them. As you were sharing, what, what I felt is that as a woman and as a woman of color, coming into a very white, male-dominated profession, there is a place of, you know, I talked to so many women about this, of like having to prove yourself. Mm. And it becomes really obvious, like you being yourself, people start to notice. And I think this is what's really important. Like any women right now that are in, or anybody listening to this podcast, that you're in a work situation that is challenging in any way, that that place of being yourself and doing your best, best work, that as you bring yourself fully in, people will notice. Mm -hmm. and, and it may not be the people in charge at first, it tends to be the people that are not in charge first that start to go, wait a minute, something's different with this human. What is it? And that starts to create this, this bonding. And then that has its own energy that then starts to go beyond and be noticed by other people as well. And then you can start more and more bringing in the woo-woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could add in quotes. Yeah, yeah. I do that too. Yes, I agree. You know, um, the thing that we thought we taught is competition. You have to be better than to be good. And you actually don't. The only person that, you know, in my opinion, you should be competing with, if you want to use that, is yourself. Am I better than yesterday? Am I showing up the way I said I would? Am I growing? Am I expanding? Am I being who I say I am or who I want to be? That is the real competition. However, in our workplaces, you know, especially as women, we are taught to, to be like men, but wearing dresses, you know, being aggressive, you know, stepping over or, and that to me is actually not power. You know, that's not empowered. So what I want to say is that if you are being yourself, if you are doing your best, if you are showing up consistently, you will move forward, you will advance, you know, you will get that promotion because 
you will be you, you will get the promotion and you will still have your friends, you will still have the connections you have. It's not going to be at the expense of community or friendship or space. Absolutely. I love the that place of you sharing that we're the only person you should be competing against is yourself. And that to make that even joyful, right? To play, yeah. like, how can I show up more today? How can I bring more of my heart through? How can I be more precise? To mm. if I found when I make things a game yeah. with myself, then, then it's fun. Then I can show up every day, even when things are challenging or things are hard, to be like, okay, I'm going in. Here we go. <laughs> I laugh at myself every day, um, you know, because, you know, one of the superpowers we have as humans is self-awareness and we should all use it not to, you know, have these automatic neg negative thoughts, you know, you're bad or you're not good, but to really notice. And so, um, so I'll say, you know, I'll do this today and then I'll start the day with meditation you know, before going to bed, I have a routine and I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. And then I wake up and I meditate and then I just take off and I'm doing all these things and it's not what I said I would do. And I just laugh. And so, um, and I give myself like second chances, third chances, 50th chances like I'll do better tomorrow I just got excited by that one thing but I know that by this day I have to do this other thing and so this self-awareness allow you allows you to you know compete with yourself but like you said in a joyful just you know this is how you get to know yourself you know when I first um started really uh, practicing self-awareness and really noticing myself, um, I started noticing how I create, how I love to do things. And instead of fighting against my nature, it was like, oh, th this is how I like to do this. I'm a creator, so I have a lot of ideas and, you know, I can start many things. And I started noticing that, oh, Okay, I'm really good at starting, but not so good at completing or finishing. Mm -hmm. And and last, you know, every year I have like a couple of power words. And last year uh, it was completion. If I start something, I have to finish it. If I'm not going to finish it, I don't start it too much. And so, so that allowed me to play with myself without suppressing my creator self. I still gave into that, but it was also like, okay, do I really want to spend all this time? And and what that allows me to do is now I have a book of ideas. So so I have, you know, it's like, oh, I could do this, you know, I, I love offering programs and you know, things to my audience or friends. And it's like, oh, I could do this, and I write it down. And then it's like to is this the right time? Is this the right space? Are people ready for this? And if it's not, then it's like, okay, some other time. But it, but it starts with that play, that, you know, self 
uh, awareness, competition, noticing, and, you know, giving multiple chances always to yourself. Yeah, I was just thinking about that today as I drove here, that I think one of the hallmarks of people that feel successful, you know, like if we take off like you're successful because you have these external things and just clear that all up and just say, what makes you feel successful mm. is this capacity that we build inside of ourselves to try again and try again and try again. Mm. Mm. And to continually, like you said, give yourself second and third and fourth chances. Because I see a lot of people that they they don't get what they're trying to go for, and then they decide they're a failure, or then they quit, or then they decide, you know, this is too hard, I'm doing it wrong. Mm. And to be able to bump up against an obstacle or to realize something about yourself mm. that like, oh, I'm great at starting stuff, I'm not so great at finishing. And to then not punish yourself about it, but to get curious of like, all right, then how do I support this creative being that I am? Mm. Or how do I support, I have a friend who's really OCD, like wants everything to be linear and in the line. And the game she started playing with herself is she's like, okay, like, I know I have this tendency. And so I'm going to mess up my closet. Like not every shirt's going to go on the right color hanger. Mm -hmm. you no, know? and she yeah. just played this game with herself of like, no, you cannot make everything organized. You have to break it up. And that was how she started playing and mm. freeing herself up. But she knows she's always going to have that tendency. You mm. know, yeah, I'm going to always have the tendency, same thing, like so many things to create. <laughs> like me. Yes. I really love what you said, freeing herself up. It is so powerful. I, I'm, I'm really passionate about freedom. And, and freedom is so complex and, you know, multifaceted. Like we can free ourselves from ourselves, from our tendencies, from what we think we should or, you know, how we trap ourselves. Like, oh, I've always done it like this oh, I can't learn something new or whatever. We can free ourselves. Wow, that, that's big. And, and the other thing you said about success, I want everybody to hear this. It's really about giving yourself a chance, second chance, third chance, but, you know, the opportunity to start over, the opportunity to redo, to remake, to move, to dance. Look at the universe. Look at, you know, the wind. Nothing is still. The earth bends and rotates, you know, the ocean has waves, the wind. Everything moves. Our cells in our body, they are constantly moving and eavesdropping on us. So we all are taught, I was, and many people I know were, that things, like you said, are linear. If you do one, then two will happen. But really, when we get curious about, you know, does one plus one always equals two? Maybe it could be five. And how, you know, can that happen? And 
you know, and we build up. Like for me, all my failures are such great teachers. I make my failures my friends. And I know at first it's not easy. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach, I'm a guide. And so I offer things from time to time. You know, I create a program and then I offer it to my audience. And, you know, sometimes nobody signs up, you know. And at first I was like, oh, that was bad. I didn't do it good. Let me try again. But then what I started doing instead, it's like, oh, you know, maybe this is not what people want at this time, you know, they might need it, but not at this time. And, you know, tuning in, like, what is it that I can offer that people want right now? And then the next day, or, you know, as you know, I'm a creator, I offer something else, like a hundred people, it's like, but if I had said, oh, I'm a failure, you know, I should just quit, or then I wouldn't actually, you know, be in service to people and bring them what, you know, they need by quitting. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm really navigating that right now because we, my team just dismantled everything last year. Like we decided pandemic, let's just put, bring everything of the the business down to the foundation and rebuild. Mm -hmm. And we created this incredible community where got a training circle and we've done two launches now we're having less women sign up than kind of I was projecting or hoping mm -hmm. and there's been part of me that like oh my god I made a huge mistake like my disaster mind has been so busy this week it's like oh. I have heyday oh my god like it's not going to work and I'm going to have to lay people off and um you know, we, I didn't, I didn't hit the right note with people and, and just to like get quiet. Like what I've learned mm -hmm. to do now is I'll let my disaster mind go for just a couple minutes. Just like, Hey, sweetie, there you go. Mm -hmm. we'll pull back in and get really quiet again and just be like, all right, mama, like what, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. What's next? And just let myself open into the arms of the great mother. Oh, Wow. I feel I'm here as her daughter to bring chills right now. Oh, to bridge. I feel like we're just bridges. Mm. Is what I feel like mm. I'll be like, okay, mama. And I just got this, like, she was so beautiful. It was just like, sweetie, it's growing perfectly. And let it be slow and sustainable yeah. and, and keep like just easing in. This is a big change. And I was like, oh, right, right. Like it's perfect. I can have my linear ideas of this is what should be happening. Yeah. But so often wow. that place, you know, just like you said, I love like, let me, this isn't a mistake. Let me just get quiet and open. And the next creative thing will come through because you're a bridge. Mm. Yeah. In service. We forget that. You know, I want to, I want to take a moment to honor the great mother. Um, you know, when you said, like, really resting in her arms and, oh, wow. Yeah, we're really here to remember. I forget a lot that, you know, we, we're in service. We, we're channeling the divine with everything that is. And, um, 
you know, I did the same thing last year where, um, you know, I also was like, okay, this is time to build a real business, to build foundation, you know, standard operating procedures. Because as you know, you know, I was a medical doctor and then I really stepped into my soul path. But this is not something I studied or learned or so I was just doing it. And then it was like, okay, you know, how, you know, am I going to build the foundations and really have something solid? And so I was in the void like that, in the um, uncertainty, uh, you know, people... You know, one of the things that I'm going to share here, because it's it's a transparent and safe place, is that, you know, as I created that intention of building the foundations of my business, (laughs) the universe started answering, but not the way I wanted or thought or planned. And so the first thing that happened is that you know, most of my one-on-one coaching clients, one by one, started saying, I want to take a pause. I want to take a pause. And and at first I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I need this income. I need to take care of this. But then it was like, right. The universe is giving me space to bring something else, to create something else, or to rest. But it took a little time to to come back to that center because I had made, you know, this intention, but I also had my own plans <laughs> and I forgot. And so it, it, sometimes when we have things we think are failures or it's the universe saying, hey, look over there, look over there, you know, this is where I need you. So I've been I've been in that space as well where it's like, Ah, oh, what am I going to do? And then it's like, it's not about doing, it's about being. Beingness. And it's something I have to remember all the time. Something we need to remind ourselves and each other of all the time. Because I, I feel like right now it's very easy because of what's happening with the pandemic and all of the upheaval to go into, is even easier to go into disaster mind. Yeah. Right? Because the field is so full of people that are genuinely struggling. And and there's a lot of financial um, discord that's happening. People that don't know how they're going to put food on the table. There's more of that in the field. And to, you know, I keep reminding myself, like, honor that, like, open to Mm -hmm. that. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's happening for people. But then come back to what's true here. Is it really true that you don't have food on the table tonight? I'm like, no, I can, I can feed myself and I can pay my people. Like, it's fine, actually. Mm-hmm. It's scary, mm-hmm. but it's fine. Right now we're fine. Yeah. So when I come back to that and that place of, you know, I feel like that's something. I love this conversation. It's so good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like for those of us that are, that are in that place of aware service, like really resting right now really nourishing, really being still. And it's bringing tears to my eyes because there's a part of me that's like, no, it's not time to rest. Like we have to do more. 
but I think we actually need mm-hmm. to do less so that we can, yeah. like you said so beautifully, so that we can listen to be put where we're supposed to be. Mm. It is hard for us because we we programmed that if you do, then things will happen. And we forget that everything, you know, when we are being, we we get in resonance with our energies, with our hearts, with our intuition, with the divine, with source, with the universe. Like we become our own vortex of manifestation or creation of alignment um, because it, it comes from us. And for people who are in service, we, we are sensitive and in a positive way, meaning we feel the energies, we feel the pain, we feel, you know, the chaos. And as light workers, we really need to be still and silent and rest so that we can hold that light for the others so that they can feel it. Doesn't mean we don't honor it, but if we go in that, then where's the light? How can we encourage ourselves and each other or remind ourselves or each other if if we forget to be still? And and the other thing that I've been remembering is that creation happens in the void. It's not in the doing. It's 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 in the void. It's in the uh, the stillness. It's it's like the pot. It's like when you make a soup and you put things and you just let it simmer and become, you know, what it's supposed to become. Um, that's the hardest, you know, to, to be still, to rest. And, and the other thing is, um, you know, in our brains and our biology, you can only repair when you rest. It's like when you go to sleep, when you fall asleep, your body, your cells are like, yay, time to work. And that's when they repair you know, what has been broken, what needs support, what needs nutrients. If you don't fall asleep, it's not happening. And we have been working so hard, you know, energetically, spiritually, physically. And last year was was intense. And we are bringing, you know, new energies you know, for people who believe in those things, you know, the age of Aquarius, new energies, you don't have to believe in it. I think you can feel it yourself that something new is happening. You know, old structures are being broken. Ways of doing things are being, you know, dismantled. And so we need time to repair. And that means rest. Mm-hmm. Listen to Dr. Marie. <laughs> and I it had this image of you, sweetheart, of like if you were with your patients right before they're going into surgery, and of mm-hmm. course they're scared, 
of course they're nervous. Of course they're activated. And if you went into that, oh my God, this is scary, isn't it? What if you don't come back? What if I give you too much? What if, like, if you went into that? <laughs> they would die of a heart attack. Yeah, they die of a heart attack. <laughs> and even if you were holding that in your being, but what you were holding and what you skillfully deepened into over time was, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have the skill and you're and you have the presence. You had the stillness that they could then say, yes, give me some of that stillness. Mm-hmm. So there was the medicine of the anesthesia, but yeah. what just as potent and the nurses all reflected this right just as potent was the medicine of your stillness and your presence and your calm Mm -hmm. and that's what we need more of of these beings that are we're that we're calm that we're still and that we're doing whatever practices we need to do to maintain that yes it is understanding we're going to get disheveled that's going to happen but that we that we have to figure out how do we bring ourselves back Mm. yes I love how you you put it um it's uh it's like the practice of meditation people think meditation is about clearing your mind or not having thoughts but it's actually about bringing your mind back when it has wandered and so my invitation is is really to to live our lives as a meditation Meaning it's a practice. You know, I was telling you I laugh at myself every day because, you know, I do things and it's like, wow, okay, that was funny. And, you know, bringing ourselves back. If you accidentally, you know, watch the news and, you know, you come out of there angry or ready to, you know, do things that you wouldn't normally do after you become aware that, oh, wow, this is where my energy is. You know, taking a moment to bring yourself back to center so that you can hold that stillness so that those who are actually in the chaos, who are actually in those situations, can benefit from your energy, from your presence. Because as you know, um, you know, energy is like you can send energy anywhere. It's boundless, timeless, spaceless. And if you really want to, you know, do something, have the intention to send peace or love or healing or blessings or that is going to bring more to our community, to humanity, and to yourself. Because when we give, we receive, and we feel good. Yeah, absolutely. And and I want to put this in, because this, I think, is alive for a lot of us right now. And I'm in the middle of, of something right now that I'm going to attend to after this podcast. I'm kind of like, I'm not going to go look at that right now, because it's going to upset me. But I'll go look mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I posted something on my personal Facebook page, yay, yeah. or my yeah. public Facebook page that apparently has just, there's a lot of negativity happening. Mm. Um, and m- my person who helps me with my social media just wrote me and was like, hey, what should I do with this? And I was like, oh gosh, okay. And that place of, there's so much discord on social media. 
Yeah. It's so intense. And in the news, like you said, like we go in and we can get disheveled really easily. And how do we use it as a meditation? So for me right now, just feeling into how do I get super centered and then go in mm-hmm. and take a stand? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. for me, there's this feeling sense of I need to share with people who I am. Yeah. And that. You know, if you, this is who I am. And if this doesn't align with you, or if you feel like you need to fight this or battle this, you're probably not going to like being hanging out with me. Yeah, just go. You're welcome to go someplace else. Yeah. Like, I don't have to convince. I don't have to um, fight. I don't, I just have to go, this is who I am, sweethearts. Mm. And just hold that light. I respect what your choice is, but you're not going to play this way on my page. Yes, absolutely. Instead of how dare they or like, this is terrible. No. This is so hard. Just clear. Yeah. Yes. Clean. This is real power. You know, um, when I work with people, I ask them, what are your values? What do you stand for? Who are you? And so when somebody comes into your space, I call my Facebook page, my portal. This is my world. Like you're a guest. And so when you're a guest in somebody's space, somebody's house, somebody's whatever, if you really, and I'm saying this for anyone who's listening here who has ever posted something negative, like if you really want to bring harmony, um, truth, because, you know, it's probably your truth, which I respect. Is this really the best way to do that? Like, if I post something, why not say, hey, you know, I've been following you for years and I was confused. Like, send me a direct message. Ask me, where are you coming from? You know, are you having a problem? Are you okay? Uh, like what is going on? Give me a chance. But if you pour that, whatever you think is your truth, but is bringing disharmony, is it really serving anyone? It just confuses everybody because n- nobody knows what to do. People can leave like the space that maybe they felt safe in. Like this was probably the only space where they could express themselves. And now they have to leave because it's too negative. And so the other thing I want to say is that I really honor what you said. You know, I have four things that I, I really stand by, which is I have nothing to prove, nothing to defend, nothing to hide, and nothing to protect in being who I am. And so I really love the fact that, you know, you, you're going to come and say, you know, this is who I am. I don't have to prove, defend. Um, I could elucidate. However, you didn't start this as a dialogue. It was an attack. And I want everybody to know that words have power. This is equivalent to a psychic attack. It hurts. Physically, like people can feel it. 
So whenever you are ready to post something because you are enraged or incensed or disgusted or whatever it is that's going on, ask yourself, uh, my words going to hurt somebody else like I am hurt right now? Because if they are, then you're creating a chain. And it doesn't serve. It doesn't serve. And so um, I have three friends who have had that. Um, one of them is, she's Caucasian. She looks white. And she's been working with the goddess and, you know, Hindu goddesses. And, you know, somebody attacked her saying, oh, you're appropriating a culture or whatever. And I'm like, where is it even written that this is somebody's possession? <laughs> And then another friend, um, you know, they were like, why, why are you talking about shamanism in your thing? You're like, you, you're white, you're not a shaman. And, and I want to remind people, the word shaman comes from Russia, guys. It's not Native American. It's not from South America. Shaman comes from an area close to Vladivostok in Russia. It's a Russian name. So for all those people who think shaman Native American, no. And Russians are white. So, you know, she had a lot of, uh, like you said, negative comments and, you know, shaming her. And I think this is bullying. And and so I told her, you know, she was like, what should I do? Should I remove? And I'm like, why? This is who you are. I mean, who even wants to be a shaman? I mean, this is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. So if somebody's coming out, like I came out as spiritual in my medical world, that takes a lot of courage, a lot of work, a lot of self-work. And what we can do is encourage and support and ask questions. Like if you don't understand, if you're confused or, you know, you're having feelings of major or whatever, be curious, ask questions. Hey, Heather Ash, what did you mean by that? I didn't understand. Because as you know, 80% of communication is nonverbal. So if you only read words, chances are you're not interpreting it right. This is science. 80% of communication is not with words. It's nonverbal. So when you read something that is from somebody that I'm going to assume you respect, or you like if you are on her page, you like her that's why it says like on facebook so i'm going to assume you like her or you respect her or you admire her or maybe you want to be like her or whatever it is like you are in that space because something in her attracted you to honor that attraction by giving her a chance mm, so beautiful and i think what happens is that you know, as I've seen this in my own world is that as my world has grown in terms of the amount of people 
that know about me or that I'm reaching is it's it's there's an exponential place where it flips where now there's people that are like so not in my world know who I am mm. um are somehow getting all the posts and so it's really random strangers <laughs> that have so much anger bitterness frustration and I feel like that's part of what's happening in the world right now, but I think especially in the United States, is that mm-hmm. there's so much bitter, like we don't know how to process our emotions. We don't know so how to digest them. Yeah. So that we're projecting yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Like trying to get rid of it somehow. It's like you're making yeah. me angry. And it's like, oh, I want to, I want to go sit with everyone. Like, can I just hold your hand and like let's just be angry together for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about how to process and right. actually digest and and move anger mm. so that it's because anger is so powerful it's such right. a beautiful like yeah. active action but right yeah. now we're festering and there's all this stagnation Blah. yeah there's, as miguel used to say um my my mentor miguel he'd say there's lots of poos <laughs> and you'd say pus you'd say there's yeah. poos there's poos in yeah. the wood that's what it yeah. feels like Oof. And in the surgical world, the anesthesia world, when there is pus, the only way you can get rid of pus is to incise, to cut it open, to do surgery. You can't use uh, antibiotics. You can't, like, it, it has to be open. And And I love anger because the way I look at it, like when it's real aligned anger, it's the only thing that can make you say no this is enough this stops here that's real anger and really feeling your anger feeling where is it in my body we need to do that we need to do that and it's okay to feel anger it's it's not a bad thing you know one of the reasons what we we festering here is because we have been taught that oh you should always smile anger is not okay and so people don't know what to do because it's there but it's like oh i'm not supposed to feel this now just that that place of what i'm also witnessing is as people feel more out of control that there's that grasping of like, at least I can control this or I can share my opinion here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so just that, that yeah. heart for how hard it is right now. It is. It is hard. And, and you know, it's, it's okay to share opinions. But, you know, when we started talking today, I was talking about self-awareness. It's it's really like noticing, am I sharing my opinion? Is it really my opinion? Because a lot of the people that have negative comments or rants or when I ask, it's like it's not even their opinion. The real, real, real opinion. They heard somebody say something or they read, but it's like, you think, how do you feel? Because if if you go with that feeling, 
and you express it that way, it will not feel like an attack on the other person. It will really be an opinion because we, we don't have to all agree. We don't have to. We can even have differences and still live peacefully. We don't have to attack to express a different point of view. That's what we need to learn as we navigate these times of chaos, uncertainty, really being in, you know, not safe. And yes, when we're in those places, it can, uh, you know, wake up, you know, all these emotions. But being with the real emotions and with yourself and asking for help. Yeah, I think there's this beauty of the yearning that we have as humans for connection, for a sense of belonging. Mm. And almost equal to that is a a fear. And this this like I have to be an individual. I want to be connected. And it feels mm -hmm. like this is in the soup as well right now in in our yeah. times is is the yearning people have and the isolation to belong to something. And the beauty of that, of when we have a container, when we have a community that's really supporting us and in stepping into our best self versus places where people have a sense of belonging, but that's actually, mm, what's the right word? Like increasing or intensifying their sense of isolation and separation and frustration. Yes. Oh, that is, that is deep. I love how you position this. One of the things I learned in 2020 is that 2020 was a year of breaking down what doesn't work anymore. And 2021, the way I feel it, it's a year of unity with individuality. Unity with individuality. And, and so I'm going to first talk about belonging. Um, belonging is essential. It's an essential and crucial thing that humanity needs. Like we, we cannot live if we don't have a sense of belonging. Like we will perish, we will wither, we will. And so the other side of that is that there haven't been a lot of ways to foster belonging, you know, up until now that I know that are really, really powerful. You know, there are people like you who create these communities where like-minded people feel and belong and, and grow, and, and, and that is rare. And so when, you know, I was tuning into belonging and the sense of community, when you talked about where people feel like they are in a community, but it's not a community where they are self-expressed, where they are actually individual uh, 
humans or where they they thrive right it's like oh we are uh the haters of this or we don't agree with that or uh we're fighting against this it's it's not a nurturing enveloping space and those are the spaces that you know where revealed in 2020 and most of them are being broken up however those are the types of places that most people know so although they belong or they i don't want to use the word belong or i want to use the word they are a part of these communities there was so much isolation and there is still so much isolation and what I want to invite people to think about is, you know, true belonging is your birthright. I mean, like, I remember when I first met spiritual people, spiritual community, I really, I really felt like, wow. I really belong here. You know, it even brings tears to my eyes because up until then, I always felt different. I felt like, you know, people don't really understand or I can't really say what I want to say. I always have to stop myself or having frank conversations like we're doing right now without fear. I never felt that. I belong to communities, you know, medical doctor and, you know, all that stuff, but I never felt at home. That's the word I want to use. I never felt at home. And when you feel that, hold on to that. And, and what I, I see that is really, um, stopping us from finding true belonging is the places where we you know we have core wounds from maybe our society or our childhood you know lack of trust is a big one if we don't have trust it's it's not easy to to find belonging even if you want to right or it's easy to have a soup a puss when in the community because you you know you're not able to really uh be authentic or uh express you know judgment right when we have a lot of judgment it adds to the soup and and breaks the possibility of belonging because when when we truly belong, all that can come out is co-elevation. I love the word co-elevation, where you know everybody we we want everyone to do well. We we want everyone to grow together. We elevate each other. We help each other remember. We remind each other of who we truly are. And so. Belonging doesn't mean you lose your individuality. In fact, you need to be yourself so that you can be in this 
home without losing yourself. Because the other thing that happens in those types of communities you are talking about is that people lose themselves, they lose their identity and they just embrace the values of the community that maybe don't even align with what they truly believe, but because they think, oh, I don't wanna be alone, so I'm just gonna be here. So they lose themselves. However, when you're in a place where you truly belong, that's when you can be free, that freedom to be yourself. And so, um, so in 2021, this is really what I'm passionate about, like this unity with individuality, cultivating you, you know, self-integration, like integrate yourself. Who are you? Mm. So feeling sense of committing to integrating who we truly are, bringing that out into the world more and finding communities where we're celebrating our individuality, where we're celebrating our differences, where we're celebrating the the growth and the evolution of every person. And you know, we're we're so trained often to want to belong by becoming homogenized. Mm. And it's yeah. more complicated. I mean, the truth is, and this is this year, I decided my my focus for this year is digesting complexity. Because there's been a way I'm like, I just want ease. Like I want things to be easy and simple. And then like the truth is they're not easy or simple right now. They're just mm. not. And so yeah. how do I, instead of going, let's make everything homogenous. Let's make it easy. Let's like pick the, the, the fastest path there. Instead, like, how do we really strengthen ourselves so that we can be in a community, in a world where there is complexity, where there are differences, and we can do it with love and respect? Mm. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I just want to take one second to digest what you just said. Um, yes. Complexity is not difficulty. You know, we, we have this idea that if it's complex, it's difficult or impossible. No, complexity is just complexity. You know, when I think about that, I just think about, you know, how, how the, you know, the planets revolve around each other and they have their, or like they're just doing that. It's very complex, but it's like, Hey, you know, I'm here, you're there, but we're all together. Um, that image just popped in my mind. I wanted to go back a little bit uh, with the uh, homogenizing things. I had this belief that in order to belong, I had to be like everybody else. I had it for a long time. So I was trying to be like everybody else, but of course I couldn't. All I ended up doing was suppress who I was, which of course people could feel that, you know, maybe there's more to me than meets the eye. And, and, and what happens with this 
homogenization is nobody is authentic, nobody is true, nobody really knows what's going on, and we all get lost. And you know, when I talk about myself at that time, I say that I had, in essence, abandoned myself by trying to fit and being like everybody else. And so when you notice, you know, if you're doing that, it's really the definition of fit in. Fit in doesn't mean being the same. For me, it's about harmony. You know, when you talked about complexity and I said complexity is not difficulty, it's about the alchemy of harmony. As I look at that and really uh, repeating the words you said, how can we strengthen ourselves? How can we uh, be ourselves so strongly, so you know, embodied that when we come in community, we cannot be shaken or what's the word you use, uh, unraveled? You use the word there, um, you know, like when you watch the news and you. Oh, yeah, get dis discombobulated. Yeah. That's one of the ones that I used. Or, yeah, wobbly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the reality is that you are already perfect. Like you said, you you came here to be you. I, I always tell you know my clients that your biggest job as a human is to be you. Like, you know, take away anything that's not you. That's your job. And so if we're trying to not be us, then we're missing our main purpose here on earth. And when you are you, your life flows, you become magnetic, you, you know, you, you have a more solid foundation for navigating this life meditation. Mm. Yum. I love sharing and talking with you and the alchemy that happens uh, of yeah, just the dance. So thank you so much for all the ways that you bring your light into the world and your wisdom and your compassion. Yeah, it's so magical. So much gratitude. And I'm definitely posting the YouTube video because I was, you know, those of you that are listening to the podcast, yeah, you can hear Marie coming through her voice, but also give you the chance to go check the YouTube out because we're both such embodied women that there's a lot of arm flailing, moving <laughs> beauty that's happening behind the scenes. <laughs> oh. oh, yes, it's um. These these are the joys of you know being here, being humans, being women, being goddesses. Like I love, I love the title of this podcast. You know, it's. It's like, yeah, goddess revolution. This is our revolution. This is our revolution. Yes. Mm. Body-based, sacred pleasure, play. Mm. Yeah. Movement. Movement, yeah. And may we continue to shed 
the old those old models of punishment, reward, separation. Yeah. Yeah. And just keep settling in. Mm. No, I keep telling people like it's probably gonna be rough. Like it's just anytime that there's a big transition, it's not necessarily simple, sweet, easy. It's it's we gotta stay steady. So if we can really hold, like we don't know what's gonna happen next. How do I stay steady? How do I lean? How do I find my people? And how do I lean into my people? And yeah. that we have overlapping. The vision I always have is that we want to have overlapping circles. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it stronger is that all of our circles, yes. you know, we can have different focuses, but that we have overlapping respect mm-hmm. and joy. Um, yeah. And that we're stronger that way. We're like chain mail. Yeah, like the flower of life. It's that's that's yes. how it is. It's it's overlapping circles and um wow, I really love that. That's beautiful. I'm always so inspired when I listen to you speak and ideas come. You know, when you talked about it's probably not gonna be easy because it is a big transition and it is it is and for anyone who takes a little time to be still you can feel it you can feel the universe working and as you advised us or invited us to to be still and to hold it reminded me of the process of becoming a diamond right from coal it's like it's heat it's 11 11 here right now it's heat it's pressure it's it's like that's how you become a diamond it's not by you know rolling uh you know in the river you you're going to become a smooth stone which is also beautiful but the diamond yeah and and holding is um, one of the greatest things somebody can learn. Um, you know, holding space for yourself without running away when it's hard, because it gets hard. And you know, like you said, noticing, being still, play. Um, observing that's how we're going to do this you know with all the things we talked about here today too because you know the way I look at it is like the only way out is through like nobody is escaping this big shifts and transformation we're all going through it and so it's like are you willing to lean into grace or punishment and reward? It's easy for me, grace. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. May we all continue to hold hands with grace and lean mm-hmm. back into the divine and let our hearts lead. And laugh at ourselves when we slip back into punishment and reward, which we will. You know, yeah, like, 
it happens. Laugh at ourselves. Yeah. More laughter. More laughter. That's what the revolution needs. More laughter. No. Yeah. And and releasing suspicion of joy. You know, uh, I'm going to say this really quick, which is that I noticed that joy and laughter is suspicious, especially, uh, you know, in America where I live. I don't know in other places. And, you know, whenever I smile or laugh too much, whatever that means, oh, you smile all the time. I'll have what you're having. I'll have what, like, do I have to have something to laugh and smile? Can I not be naturally happy? So it is so suspicious that people think if you're smiling or laughing, you must have taken something to be in that state. And that reveals the deep pervasive belief of our society that joy is not okay. Laughter is not okay. If you smile too much, you, you know, you look dumb, whatever that, like I've been, I'm not, I've been told that. Like, really? So knowing that as you start to, you know, apply these new um, principles or practices of play or whatever, you know, the people who are around you might not totally understand and might say these kind of things and just letting it slide and just you know, continuing without feeling like, oh, you know, I have to stop or trying to convince them, oh, this is the way to be because maybe they're not there yet and letting them be where they are and just being on your own path. Absolutely. Yes. Stay focused, beloveds. <laughs> your own, your own joy and laughter and it will go out. Mm -hmm. and it will go out yeah mm, thank mm. you thank you so much sweet one I so appreciate oh. all that you are I love you so much and mm. thank you for having me uh, it's I learned so much from you and I'm so inspired by you and oh yeah this this is a joy this is a true honor I'm really grateful to be here and with you, uh, it's like we're sitting around the fire and telling stories. We're just doing it this way. Yes, yeah, and that was definitely my part of my uh, just impetus around the the podcast was like I always have these amazing conversations. Let's just share them. That's what it feels like. Let's have tea and sit on the couch. Yeah, and mm. yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. let our hearts talk so gratitude so much love to you sweet one so much love to you too so excited Yay. for this new era and yeah. the goddess warrior goddess revolution if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to like subscribe and share it with a fellow warrior goddess if you felt fully empowered and inspired by what you heard today we want to know about it you can share your feedback by leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We thank you for your support. It's the fastest way to fuel the revolution. 
To learn more about the Warrior Goddess Revolution and other Warrior Goddess offerings, visit us at www.warriorgoddess.com.